Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. And I'm going to tell you that I'm actually getting close to wrapping up season one. So this is, if not the last episode, it may be one more, so to speak, but this is towards the end. And the reason why I can't give a definitive answer is because these are always spiritually led. So when the Holy Spirit puts the show on my heart, I have to let it come out some kind of way. So thank you for joining and thank you for being a part of this um, season of podcast. Um, you know, I really hope that this particular show and the ones um, that I've recorded before have been a blessing and inspiration to you. And I've gotten so much great feedback on the show. So uh, I'm really encouraged to give this show to you today. Uh, the subject for today, which, you know, we're going to go ahead and lead right on into is... Um, Thinking the betrayal of people in your life, um, you know, it's a very, very, very deep topic. And to be honest with you, I was thinking that my last show, um, part two of This Is Your Assessment for Happiness, was going to be it. But, you know, I was praying this morning in the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit really put this on my heart so deeply that tears just came out of my eyes. Because had it not been for the betrayal of people around me, I would not be sitting right here talking to you today. So the deepness of that is very profound. And I want to take you through this journey because when you are betrayed, it does not always mean that it's the bad and the end and destruction and everything else has to come all doom and gloom, even though it feels absolutely that way, if not 10 times worse. So, I, you know, one of my favorite shows is um, Mysteries at the Museum. And I'm not sure if you like this show or not, but it's a very informative show, very educational. And what they do is they take these actual artifacts from, you know, different places in the museums all over the world. And they give you the history of it. So I was watching Mysteries at the Museum. I believe it's the Holy Land one. And, um, and now listen, don't quote me if I'm wrong, because I watch a lot of documentaries that are real. But this is particularly one of them that I watch a lot lately. So this had to be the right one. But... There was a lady walking somewhere in Egypt and she came across some um, really old looking scrolls. And these scrolls were just ancient and they dated them back to about 2000 years ago when Jesus was on earth. And what they found was that this was the book of Judas. Now, one of the things that Bible scholars know is that um, there are, I think, seven books or so. There's like seven years or something like that that's been uh, missing from the Bible. So we know we don't have everything that the Bible was supposed to have, but we have everything God wants us to have, right? So... This was the book of Judas, and in this book, it talks about how um, Judas, Jesus talked to Judas in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he talks about Judas, about how he's going to give him instructions, step-by-step -step instructions on how Judas is going to betray him, and he's walking with Judas, and, you know, he's thanking Judas for everything that he's done, and it's so different because, you know, when we talk about Judas and, you know, the Last Supper, and Jesus says, one of you are going to betray me. And you know the story. You've heard this many times, especially on Easter. Uh, you know, Jesus says, one of you are going to betray me. And then they say, Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? And then it's come to find out it's Judas. And so we always label Judas as this really bad person. But remember, Judas was a disciple. And none of the disciples were, like, perfect, right? I mean, they were far from that. But Jesus picked these men to walk and talk with him. And Judas was handpicked specifically to betray Jesus. And it was in this betrayal that we find so many things that took place when it came to Jesus' 
purpose here on earth. So I want to tell you that when we start thinking about our purpose and betrayal, they go hand in hand, right? That's very difficult to, um, very difficult to accept, but they go actually hand in hand. So I know that you may want a reference and I love to reference, um, quotes and scriptures from the Bible because this is something that we have to do, especially when we're speaking in spirit and in truth, such as on these podcasts. Um, if you go to Luke chapter 22, verse 3, starting there, I'm going to go all the way down to verse, um, maybe verse 7. So then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenant to give him money. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread, and the Passover must be killed. So there you have the actual act. You have the the, um, the joining together of people that's going to be glad to see Jesus die so passionately um, and terribly, obviously, on the cross. But, you know, I want you to understand the purpose in this point. So getting back to my title, because I'm going to say it with you. I want us to say it together. Be thankful, and I do mean this from the bottom of my heart. Be thankful for everybody in your life that has betrayed you. Now, let's talk about why. Betrayal is timely. It's one of those things that when it does actually occur, it means that God is saying, you know what? It's time for you to make an uncomfortable change. And it may be something that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you about. Maybe your instinct was telling you. Maybe it's something you saw at work. Maybe something you saw in your marriage. Maybe something you saw in a friendship that you tried to ignore and you looked over it. Okay? And you gave it the benefit of the doubt. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Okay, that's just a character. Blah, blah, blah. But we can get over it. God is saying, no. You need to address these things. And here's how. So what happens is God allows that person to betray you. Now remember, Jesus knew that Judas was going to do this. So this was allowed to be done, okay? This is no secret to Jesus. This is no this is the, the enemy thought that he was using Judas to the best of his benefit, but Jesus allowed this to happen. So technically it's telling me that when you are at, I'm going to use work, for example, because I talk to so many people about the unhappiness with their jobs or where they're trying to go. And I can use many examples, but I'm just going to use for this particular reason when you're at work and something goes wrong and you look over someone says something that's kind of cutting to you and you don't address it or something happens or you see these people discussing something and you don't speak up for what's right well what happens is that god allows something unfortunate to happen and usually it's directed towards you directly at you because he's saying you know what you've got to do something you've got to make a change you got to address something you got to confront something maybe it's time for you to leave but here's how I want you to leave. That's what God is telling you. This is why you have to take God with you and know that the Holy Spirit is within you, even when you're in these work situations. Because what happens to the average person that's not spiritual and does not believe in what the Holy Spirit is saying or not into it, they address it themselves and they go down this spiral path 
of deception from the other people, of turmoil. They're tormented. They bring it home. And they become these really miserable people. Now, remember, the purpose of the enemy is to kill, steal, and destroy. And you see in this example in the Bible, when Judas uh, is getting ready to get money from these people, the purpose is to kill Jesus. That's the whole purpose, right? So, and you know, and even in this process, they want to steal his joy. They want to take everything away that God had given Jesus, right? Same thing with you. When you are going through these things, the purpose is to steal your joy and to destroy you. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we allow the enemy to do this to us because we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and hear what he's saying about what to do next, right? So that's why I said God allows it. You know, um, it's one of those things you just have to take it for what it is. Don't overlook it. Now, I've got many examples in my life where... I've tried to overlook things over and over and over and over and over again. And believe it or not, I started my process, my spiritual journey, two years ago of walking into the spiritual life coach, just ministry area. And to this day, to this day, after all the years and even the transitioning, even now, I'm still learning how to confront and deal with things. It is a lifelong process. But right now, I can tell you I'm a whole lot less tolerant and will be a whole lot more confrontational to the enemy. I didn't say to the person now I'm talking about to the enemy because I'm talking about going back in the supernatural in prayer um, now more than I ever was. Because when you go to that supernatural in prayer, then God will tell you how to deal with it in the natural. Does that make sense to you? This is why betrayers are huge. They're deep. They are purpose driven. Okay. Usually God is allowing this betrayal to take place because he wants to push you into your purpose. Now, remember Jesus died on the cross. He was resurrected. He was, I mean, literally on the third day. So that was his purpose here. That was his purpose to show us, I died for all of your sins. That was his purpose of showing us that a very terrible, horrible death. And, you know, we watched that, you know, I'm sure you were one of those people that watched the movie with Mel Gibson and how they slapped and treated Jesus. And a slap is, is really bad. A lot of times we'll get slapped with something very terrible, not necessarily a physical slap, but it could be something really bad. And after that first slap, we're like, oh, no, I can't deal with this. I'm gone. And that's how a lot of us feel. And we can't deal with it. But yet we want to live better lives, right? Well, that was the whole point. When Jesus died on the cross, he's saying, I'm doing this. So you don't have to deal with the shame of this yourself. It's purpose driven. Your, your betrayal is ultimately tied to your purpose. I'm going to use a marriage example, okay? Well, you know, we don't even have to talk about the betrayal in marriage because you always know that people will feel like, you know, I've heard people say, I think my spouse is trying to kill me. I mean, I've heard this now and I've heard people say this person's against me. This person is um, just, you know, I, I, we bring the worst out of each other. And the enemy will try to use your spouse to pull out things in you that you didn't know were there or to point out things that really are there, but he wants you to think differently of who you are. So, for example, he will use your spouse to attack your confidence. He will use your spouse to attack your self-esteem. He will use your spouse to attack your security. When the truth is, you've always been a confident, secure, uh, highly motivated person. He'll use your spouse to try to pull you down. Well, that's how you know you are motivated and confident and secure because the enemy is always trying to attack that. You understand? You always have to believe the opposite of what the enemy is trying to do, regardless of who he uses to do it. It does not matter. Remember, Jesus was betrayed by a lot of people. 
ultimately it was Judas who was a part of, you know, his disciples. But remember, there was a whole crowd of people that was convening, standing out there watching. So no one did anything, probably because they couldn't. But at the same time, he didn't have a friend either. So, you know, his disciples were his right-hand men. So if Jesus was betrayed by these people, imagine what's going to happen to you. All right. There is no one that is an exception of who the enemy would try to use to bring you down, to kill you, steal your joy, and just to make you feel ultimately awful and to take you away from your destiny. Right. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the enemy is out to do. If it ever feels that way, that's how you know it's the enemy. So it is purpose driven. It is your betrayal or whatever the person does, whether it's at work, at home, a friendship, um, or whatever it is, finances, someone owed you money, stole money from you, whatever it is, it is designed to ultimately thrust you to who you're. So pay attention to that big betrayal. It's going to be really, the one that's really bad, that's the one that's really designed to push you to where it is. And for a lot of people, a lot of us don't get over it. I know people still talking about things that happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. They're still not over it. Now, because it's so bad, God is saying, hey, you can't do this alone. You have to do it with me. Thus, that's how we get to the third day, Jesus rising, being resurrected from the dead. Okay? We know that was Christ. We know that was truly, truly, truly supernatural and divine in its occurrence. We know we cannot do that on our own, right? That's why when you are betrayed, you have to understand, especially when it's really bad, you cannot. It is not designed for you to do on your own. It is designed that if you're not too careful, it can kill you. And that's where a lot of suicide takes place. It is designed to bring you out of where you were before, to make you very uncomfortable, and to make you a better person. Now, that's why I say you got to always go back and thank the people that have betrayed you. Um, I'm going to use myself as an example here. Um, you know, I, I think I said at the beginning of this podcast that I would not be where I am right now had it not been for the betrayal of people. And this is where it gets very deep for me because um, I am so thankful for I was in job after job after job after job after job. And I, I mean, literally just like that, where the betrayal of usually my manager um, very could be very intimidated by me or um, just really nasty and mean. Or if it was not my manager, someone above that person, someone that had a lot of influence on a team. In corporate America, you know, I, I don't even want to get, that's a whole different speech for a d- different podcast another day. But we know that that environment is designed to kind of, you know, for people to really feel like they have more power. And sometimes they try to get that power by putting other people down, especially the ones that they feel is ultimately threatened by them. This is why I tell people all the time, it's not about money when you're in these job-related situations. It's about power. That's how the enemy operates. And every time I was in these situations, I went from one job to the next thinking that the next one was going to get better. And you know what happened? It didn't. It probably got worse. Most likely it did. Or the situation changed where it was somebody else. The whole point is that I didn't deal with it properly before. I just ran away from it. Or I tried to deal with it and then work and then something else happened. Either way, now I don't want you to get me wrong because the Holy Spirit was there the whole time. Now I wasn't as spiritual as I am now, but I know things happen. I know there were some people that got fired. 
Um, I know people that had really unfortunate circumstances that happened in their lives once I left these places. So I don't want you to think that God left me no and void because he did not. He was there all along. He was allowing it to take place. But I want you to understand that it was so bad. And I felt so kicked out and dejected. Either I had to leave myself or the situation was just like, hey, you know, this is not working out. A contract ended or something like that. And I speak very vividly about this because I'm very good at what I do. And the enemy knows that. This is not to brag on myself, but the enemy tried to make me feel like I was not. It was always someone in a leadership role because I know God has placed great leadership skills in me. Now, I want you to understand where I'm going. Whatever the enemy is trying to attack, I'm going to make sure I repeat this. That's who you truly are. You believe the opposite of what the enemy is trying to attack. That is who you are. That is who God is trying to show you who you are. And that's ultimately who you are created to be, that person. You know, for myself, a great leader, a very confident person, a very secure person, um, a person who's highly motivated. Now, on the other side, in my marriage, the latter three things were um, were actually attacked which was my confidence, my security. And those are the things that I put up a fight for because I knew I was confident. I knew I was secure. So, and, I, and then I had to make sure that the enemy understood that it's not me that's having these problems. It was the person I was I'm married to at that time, okay? Because we've come a long way. Not everybody has things that they have to go through. So there's no marriage or situation that's an exception because none of us are perfect people. So I just want you to understand that the enemy is going to use whoever, wherever, however way he can to try to bring you down, especially when God has given you many gifts and he does not want you to express that. Now, I know people who are highly gifted and they have been so attacked by the enemy in a lot of areas of their life. They're not able to overcome. One of the things that I did not realize, I felt so backed out of my situation and kicked out. I felt like I was in this room that was all dark and the walls were caving in, the ceiling was coming down and God was saying, I want you to get out. This is a course of years, all right? And I had no idea how to get out. I had no idea how to get out of a situation where I felt like I couldn't control it, right? I didn't know that the Holy Spirit wanted me to use the light that he placed inside of me, which means I had to access him in a way I've never accessed him before to get out of a dark tunnel that was caving in on me. It wasn't until I accessed that light inside of me that I was able to overcome and get out of the circumstances I was in. And things started to push back. The light started coming on and the light came to me. And that's who I am and where I am today. Now, I'm speaking in a lot of symbolism. <laughs> so I want you to understand that um, this is why um, you have to be able to go back and look at betrayals and take it for what it is and be thankful for it. Because if it was not for those betrayals, I don't care who you are, you will not be where you're going to be or where you are today, hopefully, where God wants you to be, right? Okay, so understand that your goal, the goal for the betrayal is designed for you to overcome with Christ. I think I just illustrated that with that example. Now, I have a lot of talk with people that um, they, they, they go through all this betrayal and they feel, even if the word is not betrayal, but they feel like things are happening against them in life, regardless of what it is, and they can't control it. And the next thing that comes out of their mouth, well, people this, and that person that, and this person said this, and they can't get past other people. Can I tell you, in order for you to get past betrayal and to accomplish your purpose, you must not be able to look at what other people are doing. You are not going to be able to please people. If you can overcome that 
and understand your goal in life is to please God and understand what God has placed in you, then you've done a wonderful thing. <sighs> Going back to my example I talked about, you know, I had to access the light inside of me to get out of what I was in. Because of what I went through and because I've become a lot stronger, remember those that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. There is a strength that I feel right now in my life that's so supernatural that I can't even explain it. All I know is that I can walk into a room with a ton of people that are unbelievers and be so confident as to who God made me and who he is within me. I bet you they would see his light shine because of who he has made me. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how God wants you to be. If you walk into a room and you're the only one that believes in Jesus and the only one that knows and understands his miracles and wonders and signs, then it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You have to be able to know that if you don't see this, you're going to crumble at the first look of someone that's looking at you, that's veering. What is she talking about? Does he know what he's doing? Who is he? Who does he think he is? What kind of shoes is this? You know, this is because I can go on and on and on. You know, but at the end of the day, these are the kind of things you will see. The enemy knows exactly how to attack you when you're not confident in who God made you to be. All right. So a lot of times when I'm talking to people and they're going on and on and on about other people, I have to stop them and say, hey, your goal is to please God and not to please people. And when you get out of your mind pleasing people, you're going to find there's nothing else left to say as to why you cannot accomplish your purpose. There's nothing else left. I, I kid you not, because the next person I, I can make you believe or help you to understand that when they say, hey, you know what? They have nothing else left to say about other people. They're going to start. But I don't understand that. Well, it's because you've been so busy focusing on other people that you haven't been able to unclog your heart, your mind, and your thoughts to see what God has for you. One of the things I always pray for people is that God opens up their hearts, their minds, and their spirit to see what he wants them to see. And when that happens, when he opens it up, he's going to push back other people. And then you got to be in agreement with God pushing back other people. Other people are not here to help you um, let's see. I want to make sure I say this right. When your goal is to please other people, that is not going to help you accomplish your purpose. Okay. Your purpose on earth, right, is designed to have, uh, let's see, you're going to accomplish your purpose with people being used as a catalyst. Okay. Does that make sense? But ultimately it is up to you to accomplish that purpose. All right. Now let's go back. Are you able to think the betrayal of people around you? Because I can tell you, I can sit here all day and talk about the betrayal I've had. And I'm sure you can too. Or you know somebody that can. Or you know some circumstances you probably looked over and you think, maybe I did. And you know, if you didn't learn something you're supposed to learn from a betrayal, trust me, just wait, there's going to be another one. That's what life's all about. That's a part of what life is. It hurts. Betrayals hurt. They hurt deeply. They hurt terribly. And they are not designed for you to get out of it alone. I started this podcast series back in January. Had it not been for the betrayal of someone uh, close to me, I would not have started this podcast series. Okay. But this is something God had been speaking to me about probably for the last year about doing it on my own. I just needed um, time to build up on going out on my own and speaking. I did the shows on YouTube, which were great. And I thrive in those interviews very well. I love them. It's a part of who I am. But God said, now I want you to start speaking yourself. And, you know, part of me when he first did, I was freaking out. Like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? But you know what? 
he built me up to that point. He prepared me for it. It was a very easy betrayal because I knew at some point I was going to have to go out and talk on my own. And it turned out just fine. And since I started doing these podcasts, I walk in obedience. The favor that's been upon my life has been absolutely amazing. And, you know, you probably have noticed that I, there was a little bit of a pause. If you've been following these series between part two of happiness and where I am now, it's been about two weeks, I think. And I had never waited that long to do a podcast. My life has changed drastically in the most amazing way uh, since then. And I will talk a lot about that in season two, which is why you've got to stick around for season two. I'm going to keep you in suspense. But, you know, I will talk a lot about that drastic change and how God showed me favor and things in my life. And, you know, it's just I've been I've been preoccupied with other things that God has for me. And so this is one of the reasons why I'm starting to wrap up this podcast series. And I know I'm over time, but I've got to tell you how much of a joy it's been and just how my life has just been awesome since I've been walking in this obedience. And I really do hope and pray that, you know, I, I get to meet you one day and I'm talking about you. Yes. And, you know, you may be looking in the mirror or you may be listening and saying, yeah, right. If I don't already know you, because I know a lot of friends and family do listen to this, but I really do want to meet you one day. And, you know, I want to pray with you and, and help and inspire you and help you understand what God has for you. And hopefully by listening to this podcast, you already know by then. Right. And so, you know, look out for a couple of books that's going to be coming out by me very near and dear in the future that I'm working on. Um, also speaking series. Uh, hopefully that's coming out as well. And that's why I said I want to meet you because I'm looking to speak around. And also, you know, I'm continuing to build up my ministry, which is very near and dear and important to me. So uh, thank you again for who you are. Go back and thank the people around you in the spirit. You don't have to go back and physically thank you, but thank the people around you, especially the ones that have been, um, you know, very betraying to you, people that have hurt you. Thank them because you know what? I'm going to bet if it had not been for them, you probably wouldn't be listening to this series. There's something in this series you can relate to. And, you know, this is not, this is a series that's not for everybody. I'm okay with that. It's for people that are hungry for change and hungry for the Holy Spirit and hungry for something more and that's looking to improve their lives. Everybody's not out to do that. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. But guess what? When people see what you have and they listen to what's coming out of your mouth, then they're going to want some of that, especially when it's Holy Spirit driven, right? Okay, so I'm going to end. Uh, love at Cardelia.com. Send me emails. Uh, look me up on YouTube. I'm all over the podcast place now because I, I spread it out. You know, it's on TuneIn. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, podcast.cordelia.com. So there's a whole lot more to come. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I. And I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day.